Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Why? What the f- are we talking about? Are we going... Stop, stop, stop. Mom, mom, right there. Stop. That's just how they drive here. Okay, why the f am I in the front seat then? We haven't even gotten out of the parking lot, and my mom's already freaking out. We still have an hour to go, so it's gonna be a long to another episode of everyone's business but mine 90 day fiance the other way edition should i touch on a couple things from 90 day or before the 90 days 90 day happily ever after i can't keep up with the title you guys the one that comes on sunday (laughs) um what things should i mention um first of all whoo culty dancing what was that? <laughs> what was that, y'all? It was like it was like watching somebody try to like stomp on a roach or like a toddler. It was like watching a toddler dance. Like a grown he's got a toddler body, like an overgrown toddler body, and that's exactly how he was moving. I've seen toddlers with more grace than that, frankly. I mean my God. Wow. Wow. Wowie wow. wow. <laughs> that dancing is really going to haunt me for the rest of my days. Um, in terms of, oh my gosh, um, Larissa, what a funny, funny situation they get. I love when they, well, I don't love with it. They, I don't love when they do these like overly produced scenes. Like clearly the date that Larissa went on was you know, they, they, somebody got paid. Somebody got paid an actor fee for that. They brought in this tiny, tiny man to go on a date with Larissa. He is playing the role of fancy, well-refined man with his nose ring, his, you know, the bachelor episode one suit. And wow, he was very small. (laughs) And I don't think a guy like him would be at all interested in her, but that date was worth it. Larissa is a star. She's a monster, but she's an absolute star. And, you know, so we can't deny the truth. And I'm sorry for that. I'm just sorry. Um, What to say about that? She went right in and 
explains that she had uh, been arrested three times because of, uh, during her relationship with Colt, she, uh, you know, explained that she wanted, she does have children and that they're in Brazil and that she's here living her best life and that she didn't want to bring them to the country because Colt didn't want to have kids, which to me is like a huge red flag um, to stay your ass in Brazil. <laughs> like if, if I went on a date with somebody who lived out of the country and their reasoning for not having their children is because the person that they were with before did not want to have children. You picked your relationship over your kids and that's not somebody that I really want to vibe with. And I don't even know if I want to have kids, but I know that if you're going to be a parent, I, I'm going to need you to be a much better parent than that. Um, her, the dude asking her what she was looking for in a man and she said citizenship was iconic. It was so fucking funny. But because you know what? It's true. Like, I think she was like trying to play it off and laughing like she was being lighthearted and funny. and But she wasn't. And honestly, I love that. I truly, truly love that. Uh, I am sick of Elizabeth and Andre. She went uh, wedding dress shopping in Moldova. And of course, you know, her parents or her whole family seemed to be like Trump supporters that have a long history of having DUIs. So they're clearly people who feel like they are exempt from consequences. They probably don't really wear masks. They're probably, you know, we're days away from seeing one of those sisters on a Karen Gone Wild Instagram account just screaming about how her her liberties are being stomped on while she's refusing to wear a mask at the Whole Foods. Um, They go dress shopping and her mom's first complaint was like, I don't understand because she has to get a more modest dress in for the Moldovan wedding because it's religious. It's a little bit more conservative. And her mom's first thing that she said was like, I don't understand why she has to get a new wedding dress. Like, why does it have to be more modest? Like, why can't they respect the fact that she's American and she's got her own cultures? And I'm going to be talking about this yet again with Brittany later on in the episode, but it's like part of American culture to some people is the fact that they are religious and conservative and that they dress modestly and that is part of the American experience it's not part of your American experience but if you think that it's like disrespectful to Elizabeth for her to just not have her titties out for 45 minutes during a religious ceremony what are you saying about yourself like is this really an issue truly a, is this really an issue it, it's very very strange to me um then she finds a perfect dress thank god thank, i mean thank god what what would we have done if elizabeth hadn't found a perfect dress straight off the rack um her sister makes a big fuss because a couple of the sisters aren't going to be able to go be, you know we all saw their titties out the episode before. They're all breastfeeding. They have very young children. They're not going to be able to travel that quickly. They're under, you know, such quick time constraints um, with their small children. They're also so afraid because they wet read probably one Breitbart news article about how somebody got stabbed in Moldova and they think it's like a lawless, complete, like, cowboy town, cowboy country. Um... Skyla, Angela was depending on Skyla to go back to Nigeria with her and be her American witness for the Nigerian wedding. And Skyla pulls the wool out from, or the rug out from under her and Michael, Michael, and tells them that she has no plans on going to Nigeria because she needs to be taking care of mama, her grandmother, Angela's mother, and the... 17 children that they have in the house which is a completely reasonable thing like who is going to be taking care of all those children uh, and yeah but mostly she just doesn't want to go she doesn't support the relationship with Michael and that I mean that's really the reason that was basically it I mean Kalani and Asuelu y'all 
it turns out that there is a huge measles outbreak in Samoa and he's still trying to go there. One of the kids, Kennedy, is too young to, sorry if you can hear that, (sighs) motorcycles, too young with the, um, measles, to get the measles, uh, vaccine. They go to the doctor and it's actually okay. They can push it up a few months. Um, but Kalani is very reasonable thinking like, um, is this really a good idea? Like, should we really be forcing issue if there are several children that are dying in the country that we're trying to travel to? And Asuelo is still very insistent that they go. I mean, I'm truly like my eyes are hurting from how how much I'm rolling. We're only eight minutes in. This is, I don't want to put all the blame on Kalani, but it's also like you're, you let a 21 year old man inseminate you twice, not wearing a condom. I understand that she was a virgin, but you should have learned after the first time that you had sex and he got you pregnant. Then maybe you guys should, um, get some, get a condom, get an implant, something. Why you would let this 23-year-old make the decisions for your family when his biggest responsibility is to be giving frozen yogurt samples and playing Xbox and playing volleyball with his friends, which is a completely normal thing for a 23-year-old man to want to do. Why you have saddled yourself to this person is beyond me because it's not even like he's young. He's even immature for a 23-year-old. Like, he... Probably, I mean, I can't imagine the headache that he puts her through. He, she's probably doing his laundry. He probably never changes the toilet paper roll. He, you know, probably rarely even flushes the toilet, leaves the seat up. And I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. She's got three children. She's got three children. Mm, Shame on her. Shame on all of us, to be honest with you. Uh, That was basically all that needs to be touched on for 90 Day Happily Ever After. So let's get into 90 Day Fiance the other way. Oh no, one more more quick note. You guys, the heavens have smiled upon me. (laughs) Apparently it's me and a very select few because I saw a lot of people that were very not into this idea. But I am so happy... I'm, you know, I'm about to shed a tear right now talking about the premiere. We got the announcement that Darcy and Stacy, the TV show, will be premiering August 16th on TLC. It is going to be a spinoff featuring Little Ankle and Aspirin, um, their dads, Darcy and Stacy, Stacy's fiance. Um, Darcy's got a bay that I just added on Instagram. He's private, but he just added me back and I'm, I'm just thrilled. I think his name is Sergey. He looks very different in every single picture. <laughs> so I can't imagine what he looks like in real life because one picture he looks like some sort of like straight from a romantic novel in like a Slavic country and then the next moment he looks like some fuckboy in Miami it's really hard to get a a real read on what this man looks like but I hope he's featured and I'm sure he is and it's um I had a friend who did a cameo for uh, another friend who was getting married and shout out to Maria and, and Rachel and he was in the background they got what a cameo from Darcy he was in the background just fiddling on his phone and I'm here for it. I I'm here for (laughs) Darcy's dedication to, you know, improving the union between America and and European countries. God bless her for it. So yeah, Darcy and Stacey, the show, a lot of people, like I said, are not excited for it. I think it's going to be great because I have a theory that the best reality stars are ones that are both hyper aware and completely unaware. 
that they are so hyper-focused on themselves that they have no idea how they come off to other people. And it's truly a, a real gem. So I'm so very excited. Okay, and now let's get into... 90 day the other way. Um, I'm going to start again with Kenny and Armando. I'm not understanding why we're getting so little footage of them, such little footage of them. It must be that they're, I, I don't understand like what they're, what, what it is that they're trying to do. But basically we don't get any Armando. It's like they switch off every other week. We get one of Kenny, one of Armando. Now we're back to Kenny. He's packing up his box of beauty products, which like go off because your face looks great. Your hair is giving me Johnny Bravo and you need to maintain that down in Mexico. I, you look an inc- like an incredible 57 year old. Um, his daughter, who I think, I think her name is Madison, who looks just like Alex McCord from Real Housewives of New York. She has a kid named Cooper who's, they've been living with him. She, I don't think she's ever left the house, but now Cooper, she's still trying to guilt him into staying in America, probably because she, you know, needs a babysitter. And everybody shows up, all the rest of the kids show up to see Kenny off and everyone starts crying. He and Cooper have a long embrace. They tell him that they're not, he's not going to see his grampy anymore. I mean, the emotions y'all, I, I was a little bit upset because TLC, like I didn't sign up to be watching like a healthy family who actually loves each other. Like that, that's not what I come to TLC for. I don't want to see people that like actually have emotions. I don't want to see like a nuclear family and I'm going to give you guys another threat. If anything happens between Kenny and Armando, that isn't just a straight love story where they're flying off into the Mexican sun together, happy as can be, I am going to set myself on fire and I mean it. So you guys need to think about your actions Write me a little, you can send me a little DM if, if you, if there's something that I need to not see because things are going to happen. Okay. And that's a promise and a threat. Next, let's go to Ariella and Binyam with an M. We figured it out. It is Binyam. Um, we basically, the only thing that we see of Ariella is just her flying with her mom going from one plane to the next. Um, but then for the most part, we head over to Ethiopia, to Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and meet Binyam. He is 29. He's a baby of the family. He lives with his brother and sister-in-law. And he says that he's basically taken care of by all of his siblings because at the age of 14, his parents passed away, both of them, from illnesses that he's not sure what they are. Very sad. Um, he is a dancer, a nightclub dancer, which I'm not really sure what that is. Is it like a go-go situation? Is this a magic mic situation? Are we magic mic or were we like Erica Jane? That, that's just what I need to know. Um, and he's also an MMA fighter. We get lots of scenes of him going out, doing that bag thing that you hit. I don't know what it's called. The the boxer bag, you know, those like long black things. He's doing a lot of kicks, a lot of flips. Um, he's not wearing shoes. He's just out there in the street doing, you know, like street fighter moves, Mortal Kombat moves. And I was here for it. He's cute. He's cute. I feel like there's something going on with him. He tells us kind of the same story that Ariella did, which is that he was on his way to MMA practice. They caught each other's eye. She hollered at him first, and he then he got the digits. And he then says that they weren't planning on having a baby, but they, quote, fell on the bed. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to steal that. Uh, the next thing we meet him... He meets up with his friends, a couple friends, and we find out that we're 
getting another Soja Boy. Soja Boy 2.0 here. Um, he is beginning his career as a singer. And his name is Baby Cool. <laughs> oh my god. The we, we hear one song. He said that he's recorded eight, but it's not enough for a full album. We hear one song that he's recording, and the lyrics appear to be Dancy, dancy, baby, cool, dancy, dancy. And honestly, like, I'm really underscoring it. It was kind of a bop. So, baby cool, drop the iTunes link. I'm going to cop that. Dancy, dancy. Um, His friends are scared about him getting into the situation with Ariella because they think that it is very similar to the situation that he got in with his last white American wife <laughs> in that they quickly got pregnant. Um, baby cool says that he, they were married for four years. She eventually moved back to America. He has not seen his son since. And he feels really guilty about that. The, the fact that basically his son doesn't know who he is now, why he's not trying to maintain a relationship with him, even digitally, is a question that I have, but he seems pretty resigned to the fact that he has no relationship with this child. He wants us to feel bad about that. I do not, because I have the sense that we should not be feeling bad for him. But his friends are worried for Binyam. They're worried for Baby Cool. And they think, they seem to be under the impression that his ex-wife was the bad person in the relationship and that she took everything away from him. I just, mm, something in the goat milk ain't clean here. I don't know. I don't know. I have questions. <sighs> okay. That was basically it with them. Let's move on to, Ooh, who should we move on to? Uh, let's, let's go to our new couple, Tim and Melissa, Melissa. But he, he insists that her name is pronounced Melissa. <laughs> so I'm going to say that. He is a 34-year-old Tim from Dallas. He's originally from I Iowa, but now he lives in Texas. He considers himself an all-American boy in the way he described that, which is hamburgers, hot dogs, 4th of July. <laughs> okay. Um, he has an emotional support cat named Pepe and he takes Pepe to the cat store, the pet store to go get supplies for their, um, eventual move to Colombia to Cartagena, I think, or no, it was, I think it was Medellin where, where Melissa lives, Melissa, excuse me. And he basically gives us his life story. He says that he was pretty much a straight-laced kind of boy, followed all the rules, wasn't drinking and partying in high school, wasn't really doing anything until he left. His friends called him cheese stick because, frankly, he does look like a cheese stick. And he said that after he graduated high school, he got into things, got into drugs and drinking and partying. And eventually, at the age of 24, he went to jail, was arrested, and went to jail for 28 days for breaking and entering into cars. Just like a real, whatever the Iowa version of Fast and the Furious is. Um, after he, uh, I was going to say graduated. After he, after he left jail, he ended up getting his life back together. He got several polos and some khakis and went back to school. And that is where he met Melissa. And she was an au pair. I don't think she went to college, but she was an au pair in uh, Iowa at the time. I think about a week after they met, she ended up moving to Boston to get another au pair job. She lived in America for a year. So they had like a long distance relationship with her being in Boston and him being in Iowa for a year. Until she moved back to Columbia. Um, he says, you know, Melissa is very beautiful. She's got a real nice butt. This is how he says it. Butt. And then his face gets all red and he starts giggling, which tells me all I need to know about 
his sex life. Poor, poor Melissa. Um, they go into a video chat with each other and she says that she's excited for him to come, but she's really nervous more than anything because the last time that she came, the last time they were together, rather, it was bad and she doesn't want to be in an awful situation like she was the last time. I got nervous, y'all. I was like, what the hell did he do? Like, did he put hands on her? Was there, like, another jail stint that he went into? Like, they made it seem really, really, like, dark and disturbing. And, like, he kind of, like, his eyes well up with tears. And he talks about how awful it was. And I was like, God, I hope this isn't another um, situation like that guy with the nipple tattoos from last season varia and jeffrey um so yeah then they kind of tease it out for the whole episode of like what what this secret is and tim goes to a bar for a final hangout with his friends he claims that they didn't know that he was actually moving to columbia permanently so that was going to be his secret but when he tells them they don't seem to really care at all (laughs) um but his question they they all have questions like why isn't melissa moving to america like why what's the what's going on with that so then we heard it that he says that he's moving to columbia to basically prove to her that he can be faithful because he cheated on her you heard it right A man that is known for resembling a congealed piece of pasteurized mozzarella cheated on this absolute smoke show from Columbia. I mean, men disgust me. (laughs) The fact that this man with a blonde beard thinks what what he described it was that it was he had an he slept with a coworker, but the way he says it is that he felt lonely. He had first, like, an emotional, like, a friendship with this co-worker, and then it turns, it, it turned into a full-out intimate sexual encounter, <laughs> which, again, speaks to this man's stroke game, and it can't be, I mean, it's gotta be so weak, y'all. The fact that this man could cheat on, ugh, I mean, tr- ugh, kill me, just kill me. <laughs> His friends are pissed. They're like two couples that come out and the women are so mad at him because when they met Melissa, she, they all fell in love with her. They thought that she was like the salt of the earth, like a really down girl. They all maintained like their own friendship with her, really loved her. And they let him have it. They're like, I cannot believe that you would do that. I am mad at you for her. I am mad at you as your friend and I cannot believe that you would fuck up like this. And I don't want to say that like cheating is not a complete fuck up, but like just the way that he like was teasing out, I really thought that like it was going to be a much darker secret. Like cheating is, you know, in terms of what he could have done, not really that bad if we're going to be honest, but it's, it's bad in the sense that like he looks like I, I don't know like like I don't even know he just stresses me out like he literally looks like he literally looks like cheese I, <laughs> stinky cheese man that's that's what he looks like um but yeah they were like you know what the fact that you're moving is wild and you need to do whatever you can to gain her trust back They basically even said that, like, I don't think you deserve her, (laughs) which is fair. I love it. I love friends that actually hold their friends accountable that don't like, like, Binyam's friends who blame it all on their partner, their friend's partners. Like, I love it. Like, hold their feet to the fire. Go off. Go off. Oh, my gosh. Let's end on... Let's no, not we're not end. We have one more. We're gonna go to Brittany and Yazan. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quickly rising up the ranks is my least favorite couple. Now, I just want to make it clear that I don't think either of these people are good people. Um... But I think there is a lot of, the scales are tipping in, in, not in Britney's favor for me in terms of dislike. Like Britney is definitely worse than Yazan. She's a truly ugly American. So we meet them, like we said, last season, excuse me, last episode. All right, so Yazan is smoking a cigarette in the parking lot, still huffing up a storm. And Brittany thinks that he is acting a fool because she hugged a member of production and pulled out a bottle of Patron while she was waiting to get mic'd up, which is a hell of a sentence to be able to say. Like, I shouldn't be able to say those words. I, I, <laughs> this couple stresses me out. Um, she, Brittany, finds this concerning, and it is, but she also has no, like, introspection into her own behavior, which is, ooh, mm-mm-mm. Yasmin says he's very upset that she's not respecting his cultures and traditions, so his plan is, like, I'm not even gonna hang out with you at the hotel and go home, I'm just gonna drop you off. And hopefully we can take the night and both chill the fuck out. This doesn't happen. (laughs) Because as soon as they both get in the car and drive away, he asks her again to respect her. And she tells him to shut the fuck up and to stop talking to her. (sighs) Because he's acting like she was born here and knows how to behave. Now you have spent 40 days in Jordan. Certainly you have just a, even a tangential idea of what it's like to be living in a Muslim country, to be, certainly in those 40 days she must have had any sort of clue as to what it was like, what her future was going to be looking like. Like, you weren't doing the things in Florida that you were doing in Jordan, when you were there for over a month, right? You were there for six whole weeks and you have no concept of, of how this country moves and, and how you're supposed to act. Like, get real, girl. And this is what really bothers me. It's like, Yasin seems like a, an asshole. But I think he's acting, it's asking very little of somebody to just respect the country that you're moving to their customs, their values, and if you really have that much of a problem with it, that you're telling the guy who lives there to shut the fuck up, then take your happy ass back to Florida. What is happening with people in Florida? Like, what is it about this, like, people in the rest of the country don't even want to be associated with Florida. So why they think that they're so American and that they just cannot understand the concept of ever like being in a different place and not having their American citizenship be respected and that their customs all need to be respected. Here's the thing that it, if Yazan moved to America, she would be doing the exact same thing. She would be telling him, 
you have to respect American culture. You have to respect me as an American woman. You need to assimilate to our values and our cultures. But it's like, he doesn't get that same respect. Like I said, like, I don't think he's like this innocent person, but I think asking somebody to just be respectful of him and his country is not really asking a lot. Truly. Oh, she is very weird. If Brittany doesn't know how to not pull out a big bottle of tequila, and we finally saw the box. It was like, it was one of the big, the big bottles of Patron. Like a big bottle of Patron. If you know, if you don't know that maybe like you shouldn't do that at the airport, like, hun, come on. Come on. She says, like, I'm an American and I do what American people do just like your people do what they want to do. Ew. 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 I don't like it when people use the term you people, your people. It's just so diminishing and it's, like, racist and it. I, I just, I don't love it. It speaks to, like, the fact that she thinks that as an American, she thinks that she's better than him and I don't like that and it's like again if this is where your mind is at then like why the fuck did she why did she move (laughs) what is what was her end game here like what did she I really want to know what she honestly thought her life was gonna be like like she thought that like what I'm just gonna have to wear a hijab and like that's it I, I I just have a lot of questions this bitch is so dizzy, but Yazan pops off on her and keeps saying, enough, 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 like Taylor Armstrong from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Brittany keeps trying to, like, rub the corner of her eye, like, to make it seem like she's crying. She's not. She's totally manipulating him, and she knows it because as soon as he looks over, and sees her, like, rubbing her eyes, like, are you crying? Like, what What are you upset about? Like, he completely softens, and he, his defenses completely go down, and he's like, what's wrong? She's like, I just feel like I'm all alone, and, and I came here for you, and I can't be myself, and it's like, yeah, girl, you I mean, you can be yourself, but it's like, if, you, nobody's taking away anything from you. You're, you're going to be fine. <sighs> Brittany, how old is Brittany? She's too old. She's too old to be thinking this way, to be acting this way, to be feeling this way. Like, and she must be thinking that, like, I know that if this is how her mind works, and she clearly thinks that, like, the rest of America is going to be on her side and going to be, like defensive of her and and thinking that Yasin's like a dickhead and I think again it's manipulative and it's gross it truly is <sighs> gross um they get to the hotel and as soon as she checks in she just heads straight for the elevator and Yasin's like well do you want to get your luggage and she's like no you're supposed to be bringing it for me and so Yasin's like had enough so he just drops off, presumably he just drops off the luggage because we don't see him do it. But what we do see is like the bellhop. Is that the term? I don't know. <laughs> the concierge or whoever. Um, bring Brittany's bags in. And I bet you she didn't tip him. I bet you anything she did not tip him. Um, as soon as she sits down, she gets settled in. She takes a sip of her Patron and... She says, like, you know what? I did. And this is manipulation number three of the episode. She's like, you know what? I was going to tell him that I was still married, but, like, he was just being so scary that, like, I couldn't tell him. It's like, no, you had no intention of telling him. You were going to wait until the very last minute to drop that bomb on him. And now you've got some ammo and you're going to be like, oh, I, um... You know, I was going to tell you, but, like, you just didn't let me. You didn't give me the time to do it. And, oh, she's just so gross. I I don't, you know, I know she's got braces, but she's no fool. She's no fool. And I don't like her. 
And I, I know that we're going to see other sides to Yazan that are not great, but like, I feel like at this point in this episode, he is reacting to her shitty behavior. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm not loving it. I'm really, really not. And it just makes everybody like Americans as a whole look so bad. <laughs> and they think that we all act like that. Just like, um, uh, Soja Boy was asking about Baby Girl Lisa. Like, are all American women like that? Because mm-mm, I'm not used to this and I'm not cut out for it. All right. And let's end on our final couple. My mm, Bay. <laughs> Jihan is so awful, but I just love him. He's so like... <sighs> He's just so charismatic. And, like, even though I'm going to go off on him in a moment, like, just know that, like, even though I'm saying that he's charismatic charismatic, and that I love him, like, I also recognize that he's, like, a, like, I would never want to date this man or date a man like him. He's truly terrible. But, like, God bless him for being on our television. Um, so we see Dev- Devin on the plane with Drusilla. And apparently this is the second time in two months that she's moving. And this was my question, I think, from last episode is what was the turnaround time between her going back to America and then moving again to Korea two months? And now that I know that she's like a true dum-dum thinking that Jihoon was some suddenly going to go from like loser who's still hang- living with his parents to... You know, no shade on that. But, like, he is a loser because he's not doing anything. Um, But the fact that she thinks that, like, in two months that he has done anything except for, like, do photo shoots with his dog and sit on Snapchat all day is, like, laughable to me. Like, girl, come on. (sighs) Jihoon is packing his belongings. He's shoving things into a trash bag like Angelina from season one of Jersey Shore. Good news for Devin. Congratulations. Your mother-in-law still hates you. (laughs) She does not think that Devin is pleasant. She thinks that she's kind of stone face and she doesn't think that she's loving. And she says that Jihoon needs to teach her how to be pleasant. And this answers my other question of why it is that Jihoon at 30 has been able to skate through life and not do anything and still get rewarded for it is that his parents don't see any problem with the fact, well, I mean, okay, first his mom was like, well, why did you, why is Devin paying for your apartment for the first month? And he's like, oh, well, you know, her mom's coming and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Jihoon's mom's response is like, well, I don't think you should worry about the fact that she's, like, basically funding your life. Like, well, yeah, you should be, because he's been living in the house with you. Like, you know that he's not doing shit. Maybe maybe he does a couple cameos a day, and he's probably lying about how much he makes off of that. But, um, just, it, it girl, his, his mom is a complete enabler to the, his behavior, and it makes perfect sense as to why he is such a non-starter and the fact that she thinks that like now that he magically has it all together is mm, questionable so they all go to the airport Jihoon and his parents and to meet up with Devin and her mom Alicia and Taeyeon and Drusilla and he's nervous He's nervous about Alicia most of all. And you know what? He's absolutely right to be. I'm I'm nervous about Alicia. I'm nervous about her being on TV. I'm nervous like you guys I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys a little bit secret, okay? I still am, but I used to be really afraid of Suge Knight. Now that he's been in jail for a while, the the anxiety is a little bit lowered, but like I used to be you guys know who Suge Knight is? Like, he's the one who put a hit out on Tupac. Okay? Like, we all know that he is the one who's responsible for killing him, right? And Biggie. Like, we we all know that, like, Suge Knight has a lot of bodies buried. 
and I'm terrified of him. I used to think that like, you know, he might just like show up behind my back one day and, and choke me out. And it's still a concern. And like, honestly, I probably shouldn't even be talking about him on a recorded device because who knows people might be on the way. I haven't done anything. I just feel like he's like a serial killer who's heartless. Like he's like the golden state killer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, Alicia's a terrifying woman. Devin says that he... When she... When she, when they make eye contact, she realizes that Jihan's parents are there and she's like... Ugh, pissed. And is completely not being friendly. Just like Jihan's mother said. Like, she is not friendly or pleasant at all. She's basically cold to them. And I understand that, like, you found out... That Jihoon's parents don't like you, but it's just, like, a never-ending cycle of, like, they don't like you because you're not pleasant, and you're not pleasant because they don't like you, and now they don't like you again because you're not pleasant. And it's just, like, you have to break the cycle, girl. Like, I understand that you're 24, but you gotta stop being a brat. Not that you can help it, because, again, your mother is a complete monster. And I cannot bl- imagine the things that you've been exposed to. Does that give... I'm only giving Drusilla half credit for that. But I'm giving you full credit for the fact that you, you have to be raised by this woman. Um, so... The second reason why Devin is nervous is because of her mother. Much like Jihoon. She's like, I just didn't want them to meet on this terms. Obviously, her mom knows. Alicia knows that they don't care for her. And so I guess she just was like, I just wanted to be prepared for them to all be meeting each other, which is fair, reasonable. Um, Alicia and Jihoon's parents meet and Alicia gets them both in some sort of like WWE diva move that's disguised as a hug. And Jihoon's mom's like, oh, she's suffocating me. (laughs) They're they're not like it. They're like, um, his mom's like, you know, usually we just bow when you meet the parents for the first time it's not this like aggressive hugging not really our thing <laughs> i stand jihoon's mom they need like a there might need to be like a family jihoon show like forget the family chantel i i would even maybe even give up darcy and stacy's spinoff for for the family jihoon um but anyway once you know, they're getting the cars. His parents are getting cars. And Devin's just, like, miserable. You can tell she's hot because her face is all flushed. But she's like, are they coming yet? Like, ugh, when are we going to get in the car? They get in... Both of the cars are kind of, like, two minivans. Not typical, you know, like, mom cars. Like, you know, we're kind of talking, like, the old school. They're a little bit smaller. Kind of like those, like, yellow taxi minivans Jihoon's mom's car is literally like a New York taxi and they're small and Alicia is like ooh, if Brittany is an ugly American Alicia like Brittany walked so that Alicia could run she could run and scream and clap and say the f word <laughs> to the point where Jihoon's like thank god my mom doesn't know what 
fuck is in English. Um, Alicia's horrible. She's like, this car's too small. The car seat's not going to fit in, in here. Like, the seats are too small. Blah, blah, blah. How are we all going to fit in here? Like, it was reminiscent of Vicki Gondelson being like, you brought a family van to, for six people in a family van. <laughs> Jihoon's um, dad is driving behind them. And Alicia's, like, looking at Korea, like, one of those, like, you know those like old school black cat clocks where the where the eyes would just move back and forth. Like she's clocking everything. She's taking everything in. Like Robocop, but like racist. Like a racist Robocop just like scanning everything and she's just horrified. Now I will give Alicia a bit of credit because they are driving to the uh, apartment that Devin picked and even Jihoon's mom's like I think maybe you should have done a little bit more research about the neighborhood because it doesn't look good the streets are very narrow you I guess can't make right turns so it's like kind of difficult to actually get to the apartment it's getting more and more like rough and tumble the neighborhood and Alicia's like horrified on her own self and she is like she, Alicia's never left the country, which tells you everything that you need to know about how she's behaving here. Um, it's it's not good, y'all. And Alicia's like, where is this apartment? Jihoon points to it, and we don't see it. It actually, like, for as, like, not great as the neighborhood looked, the apartment building itself didn't look that bad. Like, it had a nice little green gate, and... It was like a brick building and it looked fairly modern. Like it looked like out of sorts for the neighborhood, frankly. Like, <laughs> um, but the neighborhood, not, not great. Um, and the only reason why I'm not going to complain about it is because Jihoon's mother even was like, this doesn't look good. Um, uh, that was basically the end of the episode. Hopefully the apartment is better. Um, but Alicia's like, she basically said this is like a fucking shitty neighborhood and they had to bleep it out but like girl like <laughs> have you were you raised in a barn like can, can we is she cussing because she just doesn't give a fuck or is she cussing because she knows that Jihoon's mother doesn't speak English and doesn't know the words like she doesn't really seem to care um, I don't know this is going to be a wild ride of a season you guys I can already tell Thank you guys so much for sticking around. I'll check back with you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for speaking. Love you. Bye.